Hello and welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the games we used to play back when we were kids. Hello, my name is Daniel Carroll, and this week we are talking Lion King for the Mega Drive and Super Nintendo, or Sega Genesis, whichever one you're going to bitch at me about. Yes, this one was going to come at some point. I did play this as a kid. It was I had fond memories of this. Well, okay, fond as in it taught me how to save money. Uh, me and Phil, aka Raphael, went out and we saved all our pocket money up. And bear in mind those days, like me and Phil didn't come from like a, a you know a really wealthy background. We really struggled. And my mum was a single parent with three you know three jobs trying to get us through life, and she did a great job with us. And we saved our pocket money was like a quid, one pound a week. So we saved and saved and saved for so long to get Lion King. And bear in mind, like, you know, this game been out for months and months. And we literally put everything we had behind it. And I remember we came, left school one day and my mum was like, there you go, it's here. And I was like, holy shit. Well, I didn't say that because I think it was like in year five. Would have been quite interesting. But I was like, couldn't believe and wait to get home. And holy shit bags, did I realize how hard this game was. Well... After the first level, it gets very hard because the first level is very easy. And then, yes, Disney basically wanted to screw everyone over. But we will go into the history of this a bit later on. I am joined by Mr. Dan Coles. Now, I don't think we've seen Dan um, since we did the FIFA 98 Road to World Cup episode. So it's great to have him back on again. Um, so if you want to hear more of The Lion King and you're just here for that, just skip that half an hour. You can just go straight to it. But we do a bit of an intro first. We play some games. I've got to do a bit of a plug as always. But there's some letters and some fun stuff. So if you want to, please stay around. Now, if you want to support the show, I've got to do this plug. It always has to go out there. You can do so wherever you're listening to. Please give it a five-star review. Please say whether you like it. Please whether you hate it. It just basically helps with that little algorithm. And wherever you're listening is on your socials, please help share it. So whether it's on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever, please give it a share because it helps to get it out there. Now, I'm also back on YouTube. Yes, officially, I am back on YouTube. I am under the name Kagsy, C-A-G-S-Y, and I'll be doing Pokemon Challenge videos, and they'll be coming every two weeks. And if you listen to this, this please just go leave a, leave a subscribe. Leave a like and a comment on any of my new videos. It just really helps. And I'm not asking for any money off that. I'm not at all. It's just please leave a subscribe. It just really helps me. And if you want to help support the show financially, you can do over at patreon.com forward slash RetroWars, where for $1 a month you get access to your own show called DLC, which is where it could be I talk about a big gaming event I want to give it more on, it could be my top 10s, it could be movies, it could be anything. But there's a bit of a sneak peek, this was episode 29, and it's one of our modern game reviews of Ori and the Blind Forest. The world itself is absolutely beautiful. Like you can actually sense it felt alive at one point, and it's at the stage where it is dying. Like even though, even though it has this sense of like it's coming to an end, this is similar to like Hollow Knight. Even though everything is like dying around you, the world just feels there's so much going on around every little little corner. I the use of the way they do these colors is some of the best I've ever seen in a video game. And bear in mind, this is like the first one, there's a sequel as well, so God knows what I'm gonna be like when I'm playing that sequel. And that was episode 29 of Ori and the Blind Forest. F 
fucking hell of that game. Next week for episode 30 is going to be looking at the Sony State of Play that's just dropped, which was great good because I wasn't sure what I was going to be talking about this week. Now, to also let you know that 5% of any of the Patreon fund that we collect each month will go to the UK charity Get Well Gamers. Now, they're a UK charity that helps provide games and consoles to 150 children's world across the UK. Now, so far, we've only raised 45 cents, which is tiny, I know, but hopefully we can make this grow. And I'm also going to be adding YouTube money to that as well, if I start making YouTube money as well. And 5% of that will be going, and hopefully one day I would like to be able to donate games and then maybe consoles. If you do want to donate games directly to the charity, the link is in the description below. What else will you get for your money? Well, you get access to our own Discord, you get the chance to message me one-on-one, -on -one, and you can take part in all of our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comments on our Game of the Week, and you'll get a chance for me to butcher your names. Now, let us get into our letter section, which is called 16 Bits of Nonsense. Sixty bits of nonsense are letter section where you guys can write in and basically ask me anything you want and I will do my best to answer. First of all is Dave McGuinness. Hey Danny McShiny Pants. Oh, oh, has he got that from my shiny YouTube video? I think you have. Well done, Dave. This weekend is Family Day, long weekend in Canada. Does England, Australia celebrate families or do you hate families like you hate the Sega Saturn? Yeah, we do. We absolutely hate our families. We don't like to spend time with them. Christmas is possibly the worst time of the year. We literally have to spend time with these cretins and we'd wish that we could just burn them or dunk them in the pool or for England, just leave them in the cold and rot like Jack Nicholson did in The Shining. Spoiler. Uh, no, no, we, we do love our families, obviously, before anyone takes that seriously. Uh, no, we don't have anything at Family Day. That's that Family Day, that's really cool. Basically, just a, just a day to be with your families. No, we don't. We have our own uh, holiday periods. Like England have May Day holiday uh, Australia have one for Anzac Day, which is like a commemoration of those troops that served in the wars. Um, we have what else do we have? Labor Day. It's all different holidays, but you don't get lot. You know, like a four day week or anything like that. It's only for like Christmas and Easter. Yeah, so I'd like a family day. I wouldn't mind that. Actually, one thing that does piss me off in Australia, a bank holiday is actually only for the banks. They have public holidays. But in England, it's just called a bank holiday and everyone gets it. So the bank, if you work there, you get an extra freaking days off. It's like cheeky bastards. And do I compare it to the Sega Saturn, how much I hate families? Yeah, it's probably about right. There's relatives in my have. I can't stand the bastards. Hopefully they're not listening to this. Or oh, I'll get some text message. Which ones do you actually mean? Which ones do you hate? Which ones do you hate more than the Sega Saturn? You'll find out one day when I deliver a Sega Saturn to them for a Christmas present. That's how you know. Fuck a horse's head in the bed. It's just going to be, you open your bed and there's a Sega Saturn in there. That's how you know you're getting whacked by me. <laughs> Thanks, Dave, for that, as always. Blaine the Hoagie Man says, Greetings and salutations, Mr. Danny. Since you made a suggestion of having patrons becoming part of the survival, di oh, survival day, survival die, yeah, get you on the grammar. So let's get this shinding started. So survival die, Chris Copling or Raging Demon. You must pick one, you must pick one and the other doesn't make it, so just have fun with it. So I've got to kill either Chris Copline or Raging Demon. Right, okay, so for those who don't know, this Patreon group I have so far, they're all a bunch of wankers. And, you know, fair enough, there are probably the one or two nice ones in there. But they're all a bunch of bastards because they keep changing the rules to suit themselves or they keep bringing a Sega Saturn. And Chris Copline and Raging Demon are two of the biggest can't 
bandits are this, little bastards. So I basically said, I'm going to bring all you guys up for survival die if you don't stop knocking off. But obviously, they just keep going. So here we are. We've got Chris Copleen tied up with the Raging Demon. I've got to pick one. Um, see, it's interesting here because they're both pieces of shit. Um, and I don't know. But Raging Demon likes fighting games. But Chris likes RPGs. Oh... I think I'm going to have to keep Chris. <laughs> Only because I can suckle on his teat a little bit more. <laughs> suckle on the nipple of, of his expertise. Raging Demon's going, right, well, fuck you then. I'm not doing that second episode. You can do one. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get some shit for that, aren't I? I'm going to get some absolute shit for that. Considering they've got questions coming up as well. Oh, blame you, wanker. Um, Captain N says, Dear Down Under Danny, in brackets, Dud, if you got invited to something, a con, to present your podcast or a brand to the mass crowd of nerds and geeks, what con would you like to attend? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Sydney do like a comic con. I think, you know, that happens. And do you know what? I would love to just go to a comic con. I don't, why do you saying that's a comic con? Is it? It's got to be a gaming con, really. Like, I don't know many conventions that happen here in Australia. I don't know many conventions out there, and I don't really put myself out there in that sense. And maybe that's something I've got to look at in the future, and maybe looking to see, are there any video game or podcasting things out there where I can say, right, okay, here I am. Actually, I might do some research. I'm going to put that on my note. Events. Never thought of a con. Um, well, okay, I know of a con, but I don't know of an event I can go to. But, yeah, I just... I'd say Comic-Con for now, just because that's all I seem to know about. But then I do need to get myself out there. But I think that'd be great. A chance to go meet people, get a chance to go, you know, maybe make some of the potential merch. Because I want to make... I think I've said if I get to 200 Patreons, I will make t-shirts. And I have, you know, we have designs in my head that I want to do. And yes, one of them will be the Sega Saturn based and it will be hilarious. But I think I do want to make this a thing. I do want to make this my own brand. So to be able to, you know, produce my own i don't know merchandise in that sense be quite cool and just meet other people and learn from them as well i think that'd be an important thing because yeah you can network all you want but i think learning from people who have been doing this a lot longer than me because i'm still relatively new hey i've only just got some headsets today i went to big w and bought myself a headset so i can act a little bit more professional but i'm still learning and i'd love to get to the stage where yeah i can build this and you know live off it but that's a dream which i'm going to keep working for but that's going to be way down the future for now. It's just building. So, yeah, I am I am generally going to, after that question, that's put me in a bit of a headspend. So I'm going to do some digging and see what I can find. So thanks for that, Captain N. I really appreciate that. Actually saying that, I'm going to um, I'm going to uh, po- hopefully a Pokemon tournament in a few weeks. I might just go around and start handing out a card. Wouldn't that be interesting? Just make a card and just start handing it out. Bin it if they want. I don't care. Just go and just say, a comic. Here's a comic thing, is a podcast about gaming, and see what they say. Hey, what are they going to do? Bin it. I might, you know, I'll have to see how much making a card. I go, make a business card? How cool would that be? That's that's an idea, right? I, I'm, ideas for future. Sorry, I'm rambling here. Ideas for the future. Raging Demon says, Dear everyone else, all in favor... Oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. Dear everyone else, all in favor for calling Danny down under Danny or Dud for, for short, as per Captain N, say, I are home allowed. If any of you wankers just went, I go fuck yourself. Go put that fist up your own arsehole. If you, any of you have just done that. And I can guarantee, I know about three of you which have probably done that while you're driving. So I hope literally you hurt yourself doing it. 
while you're trying to drive. And I hope a police officer wonders what you were doing, trying to put a fist up your ass. Freaking weirdos. See, it's like Raging Demon knew he was going to get killed and survive or die. And he's already prepped for it. Wanker. Jesus. And then Chris Copling finally says, The King's down under Danny. Oh, for fuck's sake, it's already started. Congratulations on the relaunch of YouTube. Are you going to start uploading your episodes of this show there as well? I look forward to your comprehensive Saturn review as well. Do you know, I might do a Saturn review and it'll just be me shitting on the microphone for a whole hour. Be absolutely, exp- oh, it'll be amazing. Just main a collection of all my poo. Mm, that's how good we go with this show. Um, as for YouTube, yeah, thank you. I've been, look, I've wanted to get back on YouTube for a while and I think because I've missed it, I have, and I've got a lot of old Pokemon content, which some of it never got shown. Some of it I don't, I think because of the shadow ban, because I put boobies up there, basically meant that people didn't see it. And there's about four years worth of content. If I was to release an old episode every four weeks and in between that a new episode, there's a lot I've got to release. So I've really knuckled down now of when I get shit done. Like, I've knuckled down for February so much. And I should say this, actually, while I've got the chance. I think after we, the time of recording, um, I've got another episode tomorrow um, with Nido. And when I do that, I'll have 27, I think, 26, 27 recordings saved of interviews with people. And I honestly mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you, because February was absolutely crazy trying to get as many people in. I think there was times with CPC and Raging Demon I had to say, I'm not up for this, or they ran out of time just because I was so exhausted. And obviously, I don't want to burn myself out. Um, but to everyone who helped, thank you so much um, to get to that stage of having 26 episodes. You know, it means that this show is going on. This show will go ahead. But also, I can say to guys, right, okay, there's no pressure now. I don't need you every month if needs be. If you want to come on every month, then great. But if you want to have like two month, three month off, great. You know, you do you. Do you. Uh, but I'm in a stage now where I'm really happy. Um, I've got a good panel of guests, and I'm just so happy with everyone who is involved in this show whether you're a guest whether you're just a regular listener whether you're a patreon user thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you thank you thank you yeah this show's going to 100 baby 100 we're not stopping i don't plan to stop till 400 at least that's the plan if i get this to 400 i'll be oh i'll be over the moon if i get that far all right that is enough of the letter section let's move on to our new section which we call patch 56.0 Patch 56.0 is our news section, and I go through everything I saw and the gaming week. I can't go through everything, um, but I'll go through as much as I can. Um, Pokemon Presents. Now, that is coming out tomorrow. I think it's either going to be tomorrow or Tuesday morning for Australia. I'm intrigued what they're going to show. Apparently, it's going to be 20 minutes long, so get your bingo cards out. I don't know whether that's going to be next week's DLC. I don't know. Depends how much they show. Depends how much I want to go <laughs> over it. Um, I'm really hoping with the release of the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance on the Switch that they release the, the games. Could you imagine if gold, silver, red, blue, yellow, crystal, emerald, ruby, sapphire all get released? Oh, fire red, fire green. Oh, sorry, leaf green. I remember. Jesus Christ. It'll be amazing. But we've got no idea what they're going to show. No hints to anything. I suspect they'll probably do some Scarlet and Violet DLC. They'll show a bit what's coming. Um, I'd like if they were going to do an art new art. Well, 
I say it like a new Arceus game based on Johto, but at the same time, I don't want it coming out this Christmas. I want them to take their time because Game Freak are rushing and it's leading to problems. So we'll have to wait. Mm. Let's just wait to see what the Direct says. If I, Depends what time it is. If it's at my bedtime, then... Oh, I've got the hiccups now. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to do it. And uh, Talking about other presented things, the State of Play did drop. Um, yes, it was there. It wasn't for that long because they showed an extensive... A demo of the new Justice League, Kill the Suicide Squad, Ju Kill the Justice League. So that was released. All I'll say is, holy shit, Street Fighter Six! Holy shit, you are making me thirsty for that game now. That's all I'll say. And I will be going a lot more into depth on the Patreon episode, because I have to. And um, Now, there's a little bit of stuff to talk about Activision. Now, apparently they've come out and said there was a hack. Uh, it happened in December the 4th last year through a phishing attempt, um, which is a bit shitty thing for someone to do. Now, it was unknown officially what got taken. Activision are being a bit tight-lipped. Uh, but allegedly, it was Call of Duty content that got stolen. Um, but no employee information did get stolen. They were very clear on that. So I'm, gl I'm glad about that. You know, games, shit, if it gets leaked, it's not nice. You know, we saw it happen with GTA 6. It's not nice it happens, but you don't want to be seeing people's personal information being released because that's just shit. At the end of the day, these are human beings. We don't need to know where they live, their phone numbers, and all that bollocks. So I'm glad all that got kept. But people are wankers, aren't they? And you just know they're just going to fuck around with the information and do what they want with it. People are just dickheads. All right, talking about things about Call of Duty. Okay. Now, Nintendo and Microsoft have signed a contract. Now, I say contract, but you can't see me doing the air quotation marks. And apparently this is going to be for the next 10 years. Basically, this is kind of if... If Microsoft were to acquire Activision Blizzard, they're basically that they'll mean okay, Call of Duty is going to be on Nintendo for the next ten years. They're, they're going to play, they're going to play ball, and they're going to be on there. But this is only being moved as a, basically as like look, saying to Sony, look, Sony, look, we can work with you. We can work with Nintendo. Look, we've got this on the table. Like this actually hasn't illegally. There's nothing in place at the moment because they haven't got Activision Blizzard. This is because Sony are basically saying nah, nah. They're taking them to court, taking Microsoft over court over the acquisition, arguing that it's going to dominate the market too much. Yeah, and I can kind of see when it comes to money because Call of Duty is, it's about Call of Duty. It's because that is one of the best sellers. It sells a shit ton and it makes whoever is going to control it a shit ton of money. But Microsoft are trying to say to them, we're not going to fuck you over here. We're not going to, you know, we'll make you come, we'll make you play if you want. There's going to be, you know, what you'll talk. We're not just going to not let you have it. But Sony are being Sony. So I... I don't know what that deal Nintendo and Microsoft is showing until we actually see what that entails. You know, Sony might know what it is, so they're like, kind of want to have that deal, that shit deal. I don't know, there's something... Mm, we'll have to wait till it goes to court. I think once it goes to court and the Supreme Court make their decision about whether they Microsoft should be buying Activision Blizzard, then we'll probably have a ruling of where we're going to be going from that. All right, talking about more directs. Now, Nintendo just dropped a Nintendo Direct, but apparently they've announced they're going to be dropping another one. But this is specifically going to be for the Mario movie coming out soon. At the time, I was thinking to myself, do we need a direct just on the Mario movie? Like, what other film gets this? But then I thought to myself, ah, well, when did Nintendo ever do these sort of things? <laughs> when did they ever release Mario the movie? So I'm hoping it... I'm hoping they don't spoil anything. And because I... I I hate seeing continuous trailers. I like to be more surprised. Like, I knew they couldn't keep Rainbow Road out of it and a Mario Kart. And we've made... I've gone over that one. I'm not doing that again. But I think it's hopefully just going to be mostly interviews with the cast and crew. And if that's the case, yeah, do you know what? I'll take that. 
I'll take how they've made it, how they you know they got it to work. Hearing from Chris Pratt, you know, it'd be interesting to hear how he is after all the shit he's been given. The movie's not even out, so I'd be interested to see all that when it comes out. And yeah, I'll give it a watch. Why not? It's no, as long as you don't spoil anything for me. I mean, something that I am definitely in for. We all know in this show I'm a big fighting game guy. And Evo has just announced the games that are going to be are going to be the main games that are going to be on the center stage for everyone to see, and it's Guilty Gear Strike, and sorry, Guilty Gear Strive, um, Street Fighter Six, welcoming Street Fighter Six for the first time, Tekken Seven, King of Fighters Fifteen, Melty Blood Type Lumina, and as a retro callback, Ultra Marvel vs. Capcom Three. Holy shit! Awesome. What does that tell you about the, the Marvel vs. Capcom series of Infinite isn't even... The pre the sequel isn't even being shown. Woo! I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I think Ultra, Mar- um, Ultra Marvel vs. Capcom 3 has been... Sorry, Ultimate, as I say, is getting a lot of traction. Because for those who people don't know, there's a modding empire behind the scenes. And they've done so much work to add loads of characters to it to make it a complete game. I think if you play it on PC, you'll have such a good time. Like It's incredible. Uh, seeing Street Fighter VI, great. I'm looking forward to that. I'll be glued to that because we've we've got our last trailer, I think, of all the characters again we'll talk about on Patreon. But to actually see this game now with the pros having it, oh, it's going to be so good. Whereas Street Fighter V, that was really slow to get off the ground because it wasn't ready. It was, it was so... It should never have been released in the way it did. Street Fighter 6 is not going to be like that. This game is hitting the ground running, and it just looks absolutely incredible. And it'll probably be the last time we see Tekken 7 as well. Um, Tekken 8 will be shown off at some point. I imagine Harada will be, you know, Harada will be there bouncing around. But we're not going to see anything. We're going to see demos, but we're not going to see actual Tekken 8 gameplay itself, matches, I don't think. But Tekken 7, this will be the last time we see it. Maybe you look at... That Ultra Marvel vs. Capcom... Sorry, I keep saying Ultra. Ultimate. That maybe that's going to be gone the following year. And you look at... Is Mortal Kombat's new development going to be on there? Because, yeah, there's no Mortal Kombat 11. That may be there. There'll be side events going on. But that's not going to be one of the main ones on the main stage. And people keep saying, oh, is Smash going to be there? Nope. Smash will not be there because Nintendo took the ball home and decided that's it. They're not playing with anyone. Which is such a shock. It's a disgust, really, because if Smash, if Nintendo said, yeah, you can have Smash, it'll be one of the six. They'd probably make it a seventh, because Smash is huge. Um, maybe one day, I think it's because Sony bought it over, Sony bought Evo. They're like, ah, no, fuck you, which is the wrong way to go about it. But apparently Evo Japan are going to have uh, Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown as one of their big ones as well, because in Japan, Ultimate uh, Virtual Fighter is huge. I've never been a fan of the series, but a lot of people are. And so Japan, it's it's massive. Games I, I'm looking forward to, like Tekken 7 and Street Fighter 6. I can't wait for them. I will watch an Ultimate Marvel. Oh, I should also say I forgot one of them before anyone goes. Dragon Ball Fighters. that was the other one which got as being on the main stage. And of course, Dragon Ball Fighters is going to be there. I suspect we might see soon a Dragon Ball Fighters 2 announcement. I think that that's going to drop soon. And... If it does, that will be the last time. Well, maybe not the last time because it may take another year to development. Because um, we got, we yeah, we only saw about Tekken. We saw Tekken Eight was being hinted at last year, at, uh, Evo until it got announced on a direct. So yeah, maybe a bit while. But I can see Dragon Ball Fighters Two is on the work. It has to be. They have to be doing something with that. And um, we did see um, Kazuya uh, in Tekken Eight. Now we've had a trailer for this for Tekken Eight. 
Uh, basically, when they were talking about Evo, they dropped a little bit more and they showed basically Kazuya Mashima. He's we all knew he's going to be in it. He's one of the main characters, but this game is just looking so good. Like every punch in this game just looks like it really hits home. The stages look great. The character models look fantastic. He switches to his devil mode. It just makes you think, like, Jesus Christ, how have we come from where our beginnings to this? And oh, I think next year, I keep saying this is the year for fighting games. I don't know if Tekken 8 is coming out end of this year or beginning of next, but Jesus Christ, we are spoiled to have Tekken 6 looking like so good as it is. Sorry, Street Fighter 6. And then this. Fuck. Like, Mortal Kombat, I've got a lot to, to do for their next one when they do 12. There is a big... They've got to really up it to the ultimate level to catch up with these two or they're going to fall behind. Christ, they... Oh, just honestly, watch the trailer for Tekken 8. Even if you're not a gaming fan, you can just look at it and go, fuck, these look good. These look really... Imagine them on like a 4K TV. Oh, it's going to want dicks. going to want to pop out of the screen. Finally, last thing we're going to talk about. E3 is still happening. Uh, the president's confirmed it. It's happening for June. So Lance Fen Lance Fensterman, he apparently told Verge, he quoted and in brackets, E3 is full speed ahead and we are pleased with the progress and engagement from the community. As we have confirmed exhibitors, we are eager to share more as details get cemented and participants ready their own detailed plans. Okay, so that's good in a way because I know that Nintendo, Microsoft and Sony have all said no, they're going to do their own thing because as we've said, Look at Nintendo Direct, the state of play. They get the focus solely on them. That's why we got we've got this. I am glad that E3 is going to be happening. It's how much these companies are going to be revealing. For example, you know when it came to Tekken 8, they didn't show the big reveal of Tekken 8. Only they showed it at a state of play during the Evo, which would have made more sense for the fighting game community. But they only showed like Kazuya's face. But for obviously marketing and more eyes on it, it gets shown at state of play. That's how these things work. So I just wonder how much is going to be held for E3 and then how much will be on a later state of play. Only time's going to tell, but I really hope this, the event's a success because I like E3. I want it to continue. I look forward to the weekend and then reading about the news and then everyone talking about it gulping for days. E3's provided me some of the best moments of my gaming life. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Jesus Christ, that moment in itself was one of the best days of my life. Just, oh, yeah. We'll wait and see. Wait and see. But we will be covering it on the show when we hear more. And when we hear more, call about it. And then, yeah, once you when the event happens in June, we'll be all over it. I don't have to do a special show on that one. I'll have to work out what I'm going to do. All right, let's move into our game. This is our free-to-play any anyone game. Just get me words. It's, it's late. Leave me alone. And it's called Stick It Up Your Jinjo. <laughs> so Sticky W Jinjo is for anybody to play and literally I want you to tell me about your gaming achievements, your gaming wins and your gaming frustrations and let me know over at Twitter at RetroWarsUK and yeah I will read the best ones out for the show. So first up Dave McGuinness says running a Grandmaster Nightfall Ring of Grandmaster Nightfall and Destiny 2, in brackets, hardest endgame content, right at the end, and one of your fire team just leaves, causing you to wipe and go back to orbit. You know who you are. And then someone called Big Mistake, who, I like what you did there, extra handle, basically blamed it wasn't them. Um, so I assume it was you, Big Mistake. That's naughty. Although, Dave, you just have to pick your game up, Sunshine. 
just because one of your team goes doesn't mean bullshit. You just have to deal with it. I actually am putting this on you, Dave. Be better. Just be a better gamer. <laughs> Improve your skills to basically deal with missing one arm. If you that that's on you. I don't care how hard it is. You just need to be a god of all gaming. So yeah, you've you failed. You failed, Dave. Go home. Go home and look at the wall and have a long hard talk with yourself, sunshine. You really need it. And finally, Bacat, is it no Batcat? How did I read that wrong? Batcat says, my Xbox 360 refuses to connect to the internet and won't save anymore, so she's under my bed on a timeout. Is that going to work, though? I, I, I don't think the Xbox has feelings. I, I think it's in, you know, an object that's based on electricity. I, do, I don't think... I know we are the same with electrical pulses for anyone who gives me a smart-ass answer, but I don't think the Xbox is going to be really thinking about what it's done if you give it a timeout. I think it could be a you problem. I think it's not the Xbox, it's you. Yeah, you, you have to think about it, maybe break up with your Xbox 360. It's not them, it's you. <laughs> I just thought, someone comes in, what, what the fuck's that doing in the bed? It's on a fucking timeout. It's being a fucking cunt. Fucking Xbox. To be fair, did it get ring, Red Ring of Death? Did it get the Red Ring of Death? Because if that's the case, it's got some sort of disease and I don't know if it can be saved. That's just from my own knowledge of Xboxes. They're fucking shite. But that is it for Sticky W Ginger. I hope you basically get your problem sorted. Back cat, I really do. Let's move into our final Patreon show, which we call Survive or Die. Hey, listen. Survive or Die is where Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is standing over two contestants. They could be video games, they could be franchises, they could be mechanics, they could be characters. And one of them is going to get their brain smashed in while the other can fight to live another day. And our contestants this week, considering we're talking Lion King, we are looking at Lion King the game and Aladdin the game. Now, I'm going to get your opinions on this one. And everyone joined in, which was quite nice to see. And I will give my verdict, the correct verdict, about who is going to live. Dave McGuinness says, I'm not going to be a smart ass with this one. Thank you. The lion can die. I can't kill anything with the late, great Robin Williams attached to it. Ooh. Ooh, is he voiced in this game? Is he voiced in the Aladdin game? Because don't get me wrong, Robin Williams in Aladdin is an absolute genius. It still holds up today. It's just beautiful. Ooh. Thanks for not being a smart ass, because you usually are. Um, oh, the lion can die. I can't kill anything with Rob. Ooh. I don't think the voice is in it, though. The genie is, but I don't think the voice is in it, so that might be all right. Blaine the Hoagie Man says, The Lion King survives. That is all. Really? Really? Is that all I'm getting, Blaine? I'm not getting anything else. No reason. He's just straight to the point. He's like, yep, that'll do. That'll do. I am refuse to give anything else. Fair enough. If that's what you want. So I want all at the moment. But, you know, he's just straight to the point. Captain N says, well, on one hand, Simba just can't wait to be king until he can be king. Then he bitches out and goes bug eating with what ought to be with what ought to be his food. He that's true. He should be. He then changes his mind when he gets some strange. That means sex in North America from who who should be arguably his sister. Since there was only one male line in the pride. Yes, that's fucked up. That is fucked up. That's meant to be his sister. Nala is his sister. Look at Alan, look at them. His only scar and Mufasa. It's fucked up. On the other hand, you have a boy who lies and uses a magic blue, magic blue man group reject. R.I.P. Ron Williams. 
so to trick a lady into banging him so he can escape the life of poor thief and become royalty. So who lives or dies? Well, I'll be good this week and give you an honest answer. Pause for Danny comment here. Aladdin can die. Simba is tricked into not wanting the crown. His is a journey of depression and redemption. Aladdin's lesson is to not use the magical... Um, magic... Using magical... Yeah, using mystical magic to trick a girl into sleeping with you. Smells like a restraining order in his future. Bye-bye, Aladdin. I think you're talking about the films here. I think you're talking about the film. Are we talking about the film? I meant the games, people. And then we're talking about the game. When do I bring movies into this? You're talking about the games. I think I, you people. I think I put the box. Did I put the box art of Lion King in there? Or did I put the actual movie poster? If that is the case, then I've made a boo-boo. I think I made a boo-boo on this one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's just see if I've, if I've made a final boo-boo. Chris Copley is the last one to respond. And he says, what, for real? You work in the mental health field, Danny. I don't work in mental health. I do not work in mental health. That's completely wrong. Don't make up lies, Chris Copley. How could you even suggest Lion King should have a possibility of drawing any further breath? People have PTSD from that game. There we go. Game, 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 game. And quiver at the sight of a Genesis or a SNES controller now. He's not wrong. Just the name Simba has people visualizing choppers, flames, and Vietnam. Aladdin, on the other hand, is a wonderful game, even the version everyone calls special for the SNES, and deserves more acclaim than heralding. Simba will join Mufasa, but courtesy of not just being the bat, but the, but the raging demonic Shao Kahn Hammer of Doom. No! You, all right, Chris, you, 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 you kind of saved this me a little bit, because you clearly got I was on about the game, right? But no, you decided to then... Decided to bring the bat into it, didn't you? Fucking no, the shower can hammer of doom is not the basically equivalent of the bat. It's gonna change, isn't it? If you can just see it's gonna be the shark Khan hammer. And I'm gonna have Ed Boone on the phone to me. He said, Hey, what's this about this shark Khan hammer? If someone buys me a shower Khan hammer, like a replica, and I'm pretty sure you can get them, I will then use that instead of a bat. It'll be Jeffrey Dean Morgan holding Shark Khan's hammer. So I will I'll, I will bow to that if if I can get hold of a hammer or if someone gets one for me. I will not bullshit and we will use the hammer. And we'll, I'll take a picture of it looking cool. And I'm not going to look ripped because I'm not. I'm like a fat man going... Um, so it's not going to look good. Ugh, all right. So because I think everyone's got a bit confused with this one, apart from Chris Copleen, um, I'm based on the games. I should make this clear. And I am going to disagree with Chris Copleen. I am going to smash Aladdin into the ground just because, yes, this game is balls hard, but I like it hard. I like how fucking difficult this game is. It makes me very happy how balls hard this game is and provides a real challenge. And you ever think you get a challenge out of a Mega Drive game where it could said The Lion King? No. So Aladdin is getting his brain smashed in. It's the only one I can do. I do want to make sure I do love Robin Williams. Rest in peace. Please get help if you need it. But I... Oh, God, I love... I love the Aladdin... If it was the Aladdin film, Lion King be getting its brain smashed in all day long. But we're not talking that. We're talking the game. So the game of Lion King survives and Aladdin is getting its brain smashed in by, at this point, the bat. Maybe in the future, it will become a hammer. We'll wait and see. And that is everything. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, what have I been up to? Um, yeah, not much, usually. I'm getting used... To, I'm getting ready to take the little ones... Oh, little one. The little ones. I know my wife's tiny, but okay, she's not going to let me call them little ones. Taking the wife and the Baba, we're going to go to Queensland, I think, for a few days. Um, 
she knew I was going to take her away for our anniversary slash her birthday as a surprise, but I've had to kind of let the cat out of the bag. So we're going to hopefully go not this weekend, next week. So be warned, next week's going to be a short episode because I'm going to be away the week. Um, but that I'll let you know next week what's going on. Um, what have I been playing? Metro Prime. I've still been trying to get in there when I can and um, playing the remastered edition. And as I said, once it's all done, I will be doing both a Metroid Prime episode and a Metroid Prime uh, episode for DLC. So anyone who wants to jump in on that, just let me know. Okay, so before we get into Lion King, let's just go into your thoughts. And we want to give you guys the chance on Patreon. Blaine the Hoagie Man says, So I played the Super Nintendo version of this game growing up and have only ever beaten it one time and it's hard as fuck. Correct. But more recently, I have an attachment to this game due to when my girlfriend and I first got together, we talked about some of the games we played when we were younger and this game came up so as part of our first date, we played this and took turns playing. We've been going together over two years now and this game is something we're able to look back and share that memory. Jesus Christ. Okay, that's cool you had that memory. Okay, that is a cool memory. And yeah, no, the, the Blaine's girlfriend's probably thinking, the fuck is this idiot? That's a great memory you both had. But I guarantee you both, your, your first date, Jesus, you're meant to be like nice and romantic. I would have been effing and blinded at the time. Like my, my, my wife now would have learned every swear word under the sun playing that game. Took turns. I bet you were taking turns every freaking five minutes, seconds. Here you go. Oh, I'm dead again. Here you go. Dead again. Here you go. Dead again. Did you actually finish it on that date? I bet you didn't. I bet you realized, right, to be honest, sex is better than this game. So we may as well get on to that now. Because we're not finishing this game. And if you're expecting anything at the end of it until we finish this game, not fucking happening. So just put the control down. Let's just get to it. That's what's probably happened. I bet a million quid that's what happened. And Blaine's missus is going to get in touch with me and call me a dirty bastard now. I can just see it now. But I bet that's what happened. If you can woo a woman with a, with the Lion King on the, the Mega Drive and Super Nintendo, you view it that. Because I could show my wife this, she's been into so any Mega Drive game, and she'd look at me like I was a piece of shit. I'm just putting it out there now. Opposites attract. No, they fucking don't sometimes. All right. Captain N. Oh, here we go. Don't you be saying something. Like Hoagie Man above. Hang on, what? Like, did you do the same? I only ever played this on the snares, and it was hard as fuck. Some have described this game as featuring a line on a quest, and I couldn't agree what. Oh, oh, don't you start with that bollocks. Yes, but at least you played this time. Yeah, it's hard as fuck. We get into this, how hard it is, and yeah, it's become a bit of a, a PTSD game, as Chris said earlier. And speaking of Chris, he says, fuck this game. Wow, what a way to sum up this, fuck this game. And I imagine a lot of people listening to this will be saying exactly the same thing, fuck this game, really. All right, I've been going on long enough. Let's get into it. Let's get into me and Dan. We had a good chat about this. He played it, and he made me. He came in touch with me and said, I want you to play Lion King. And as soon as he said that, I his mouth went, you twat. You wanker, because I know what I was getting myself back into all over again. So I did play it. I replayed it while my little one wasn't well and I was staying in her room. This was a while ago um, we did this episode, but I yeah, she wasn't she wasn't feeling that well, so I had the camp bed in there, so I was playing this. And you know when you just want to swear your head off and you know you can't? This was one of those times, because I was dying every few seconds. I'm like, you fucking, you fucking, fucking prick! And I had to really bite my tongue so much that it was about to drop off. Because, you know, waking up a child is bad enough. Waking up a sick child? Yeah, that's gobshite behavior. So you're a prick, Dan, for making me play Lion King whilst I had a sick daughter. Go fuck yourself, you bellend. People can argue, well, that's on me. No, no, that's on Dan. I'll make that very clear. But I've been ranting long enough. Let's get into this. So basically, I'm going to put some music on. 
And when I come back, me and Mr. Daniel Coles are going to be talking about the Lion King that came out for the Mega Drive or Super Nintendo on November, in Europe I should say, November 1994. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning to the show with one of the games I was never looking forward to, and he's brought it up, is Mr. Dan Coles. How are you, sir? Hi, mate. Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. How are you? And not surprised to hear yet another game I bring to your humble podcast is looked upon by on in scorn by yourself. So well, no, no, no. I, I, right, conversation okay. I, I like this game. Don't get me wrong. I do okay. like this game. You, you, yeah. you, this is, I have so many memories of this in my childhood because yeah. this was the first game me and my brother Raf, we basically saved all our pocket money for. And I remember after school, my mom was like, right, yeah, you've got your 40 pound. Let's, um, let's go get Lion King. And we did. And, Jesus, Jesus, oh my God, it's, uh, playing it again, I re- I just forgot how hard this game oh. was. It's quite possibly the game that I've lost my shit with the most in yeah. my entire history of gaming, especially absolutely on platforms, there is no comparison. The Lion King, I have lost my shit more times than I could count, more loudly violently and <laughs> did dreadfully that I, I, yeah it, it drove me especially when i was a kid drove me mental yeah i hated it i loved it and hated it because i loved i love the lion king you know, big disney fan and things like that so all of that just lures you in and you you have a little break and you come back to it you hear the lovely soundtrack and then within about 10 seconds you've lost your first life and it's back <laughs> to button mashing and yeah no it was um Heaven and hell in equal measure, I think. Yeah, that that is honestly a good way of putting it because you know, let's just look at the, look at the really positive things about this game before we get onto the obvious difficulty of it. Because this is a good looking game. This is mm. a really yeah. really good looking game, and I think Disney games back in those day on those consoles should be praised because they were good, mm. like the Aladdin mm. games. For they were, they were different for each generation. Sorry, each console. The Mickey Mouse games, like the Castle <laughs> of Illusion, they were great yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Aladdin. I think Lion King was built on the Aladdin engine, wasn't it? Or the yes. whatever was built for Aladdin, Lion King, I suppose, built upon and and. You know, it does feel quite similar in, in some ways, doesn't it? Obviously, there's no throwing of apples and, and knives and things like that. A few different mechanics. That would be good, suppose, though. Seeing Simba yeah. throwing a sword at somebody. Yeah, well, you know, maybe the the Lion King Aladdin crossover is not, <laughs> not quite dead in the water. Maybe the producers will hear this and, you know what? Let's give it a go. Let's give Simba a few blades. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Aladdin... Um, Equally as frustrating, um, maybe not as much as Lion King, but um, yeah, I completely agree. Really gorgeous. I think did the first film justice, and I think oh, yeah. across Sega, SNES, I think it got Amiga port as well to begin with. I think Amiga dragged behind a bit. SNES and Sega were, I think, comparable. SNES probably looked a tiny bit better because um, they had more colours at their disposal and they're, they're less. Um, I think I can't. I forgot to remember the. the the term um, that you use to 
the 16 color games i, I, I love how you're trying to get but, technical um, on this show yeah well i can try my best to bring at least a modicum of professionalism <laughs> Um, to match yours, um, colorful but, um, bollocks. That's what it's got. Yeah, colorful yeah, but it, it, lovely. You know, the backdrops um, were really nice, and you, you could you could definitely see which part of the film that you were playing through. If that made sense. Yeah, like it, it, um, it was. Yeah. Simba's animation was absolutely fantastic. Like adult Simba, yeah. I should say, adult Simba. Like watching him run, it just looked yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you had the. Yeah, you definitely know at which level and which was at the stampede level. It's like if you didn't know, you just walked in, you'd be thinking, holy shit, that's a Mega Drive game. What's a Super Nintendo game? Because yeah, that looks yeah, yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, went on forever, though. I remember when I um, I really struggled with the stampede level and like most of the others. And um, I remember the first time I completed the stampede level, you, you'd, you'd clear the rocks or you'd, or, you know, you'd dodge a wildebeest or whatever. And then you'd always wonder, is this it? Have I completed it? And then another lot of arrows would pop up. <laughs> I remember the first time it felt like it had gone on for a lifetime and I'd leapt over the last round of rocks and I'm just waiting and like time almost stood still. Simba's kind of galloping forward and nothing comes up. And there's that nanosecond before you actually realize you've done it. It's like, have I done it? And then the screen goes to black. He's just like, yeah. Yeah, that's it. This whole game, you're like when you finish yeah. level, you're like, it is a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean the the film is is obviously a roller coaster of emotions. It is, and so is the game, but in the worst way possible. It, it is. I'm like, it's a roller coaster of anger, and it, yeah, that that's the best way of yeah. putting it. Yeah, like, I don't know if you I... know the history of this game when it comes to how Disney itself wanted it made. Yeah. Um... They wanted it as faithful to the film as possible, didn't they? But there was a bit of, I'm probably stealing your thunder here. We might have read the same thing, but um, there was a bit of kind of gamers theory behind it as well, because people wanted to rent the Lion King. Mm -hmm. And if the the game wasn't long enough, they would complete it on the rental or get far enough on the rental that they'd be satisfied that they wouldn't buy the full game. So they wanted more levels. Disney wanted... Um, it to be as faithful to the film as possible. And there was a bit of argy-bargy, a bit of to and fro, wasn't there? I'm sure you can yeah. add a bit more colour to that. Oh, I can't. But basically, basically, you're right. You are 100% right. They didn't want people renting it. So they thought, right, okay, make the first level as piss easy as possible. Yeah, and then it make it as yeah. bollocks hard as possible. So mm. you ain't finishing on a rental. Yeah. It's literally from it. level two onwards. I mean, yeah, it the, was the, level the two. First, the Pride, the Pride Lands, a lovely little jaunt around the Pride Lands, isn't it? Yeah, you got lovely. no... no animal no enemies or any threat what's well, part from those hedgehogs that if you kind of get a little porcupine. bit wrong porcupines yeah those hedgehogs on in africa mate just, oh, just sorry just mate make that this, again this this is the additional color and knowledge that i was expecting you to bring to the, you know the the savannah yeah um, is, i can't imagine yeah. a little hedgehog this little british hedgehog going <laughs> wrong the savannah. Now, you, now, now you say british hedgehog yeah it makes complete sense um yeah, that first level is a lovely little jaunt around the Pride Lands, isn't it? Just jumping from, you know, platform to platform, collecting bugs, and you've got that one hyena at the end, which is a piece of piss to yeah, dispatch. Yeah, it's, it's a piece of piss. And I've actually, yeah. because I've, this is the best way to go through this game, is literally go through the levels yeah, itself, level each level. one. Yeah. Because, it, yeah, it, the first level is easy. The first level is just getting used to mechanics, seeing yeah. our Simba's having fun. He's like, oh, this is all great, enjoying myself. <laughs> So are we. <laughs> so are we. We listen to the music. Have yeah. a good time. Yeah. 
And then we go into the second level of just can't wait to be king. And all that goes fucking out the window. Our first five seconds, because obviously the, the Lion King soundtrack is one of the best of all time. Oh, and yes. When the levels kick in, you're kind of, you've got this sense of, you know, renewal. And it's like, okay, we've got past that really stressful shithouse of a level. Let's go again. Let's enjoy where we are. New surroundings, new yeah. soundtrack. Five seconds, you've Five fallen seconds. off a giraffe's head and you're plowing into the into the water. Yeah. This is where yeah, the game life. becomes so yeah. fucking unforgiving. So yeah. there are there yeah. are th- quite a few things even in this level which will kill you. Um so first of all, you've got a monkey puzzle, which is a dick. <laughs> and so these are there are monkeys that are throwing you around, and you've got to try and work out which is the right combination. So there's pink ones, there are blue and pink monkeys. Obviously, you know, you see these in this, the African savannah. Um, so you have to roar at pink monkeys and the pink monkeys will change direction. And that's basically it. You have to get the right combination of pink monkeys to basically get the final code to, to yeah. complete the level. But the hmm. dick is, if you get it wrong, they could send you miles away and then you've got to go through freaking death traps to get back yeah. to the point to, to yeah. have another go at the freaking combination. Hmm. It's like, you dick. Um. So this built on the point you made a minute ago around the disagreements between the developers and Disney. Um, this was the last, I think the last level they designed because they had to throw in some extra content and they didn't have any time to design more proper levels like, you know, the rest. Uh, or Stampede obviously is a different kettle official together, but um, this isn't your classic sort of platform level, is it? It's just jumping no. around, like, everything's static and they just had to throw this in quite late. Um hence why this feels a lot different to the rest of the game um but yeah this was like absolutely as you say the first stage of about 10 levels of accelerating annoyance what would be really cool though and a a slightly cathartic is if you could have had some sort of really primitive version of new game plus and went back to that level as adult simba and instead of roaring the monkeys to make them change direction just smack them just fucking kill them kill the dickheads just absolutely Each and everyone just you. pick them off and maul them on the floor <laughs> <laughs> and just gallop to the end of the level just maul that be, yeah yeah 30, you know, seven year old me didn't think of that 34 year old me however <laughs> um a lot darker minded these days would have loved that new game plus could you imagine it i do that'd be brilliant Missy what a way to make lion king in 18 yes yeah, simba mauling all the blood all the blood all the, all the slaughter like, yeah, like lions should be seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just... Oh, that fuck, that'd brilliant. be so funny. Yeah. Now, the other thing which was Abra introduced, which is where you had to get ready, was the swinging mechanic. Mm. Now, basically, there was a lot of this in the game, where basically you grab like a platform and you'd have to get your swing right. However, most things, it was like clearly identifiable what you'd grab onto. And you you basically swing, get the timing right, and jump the next one. However, that wasn't the case for the hippo tail because everyone thought, oh, you jump in like where the hippo's tail comes out of, basically where the tail begins. No, you have to jump from where the tail ends. Mm-hmm. The game doesn't tell you that, but if you jump basically in the middle of the hippo, you're dead. So you have to jump slightly to the left or slightly to the right, and you've got to get it completely right you, or dead. Yeah, you you have to be so, and it's not. It, it, that absolutely is what I also found that with the giraffe's heads and any any platform you think you're going to land on it or you think you're going to grab onto it but then 
your heart just sinks as you go careering past it. And if you're lucky, you'll fall on a ledge below. Yeah. But more often than not, and especially on this level where, you know, almost your life force doesn't really count. Because if you fall in the river, dead, you've got you, you're dead. Yeah. And all all I'll say is that I'm really pleased that the Lion King had the circle of life because I put so many of those little lion cubs in the ground on this level. <laughs> That is borderline animal cruelty, mate. I, I lost so many lives. I've definitely lost at least one controller to this level because um, everything you've described. I, yeah, Not for the yeah. circle of life, Falcon. Well, you know, it's, it's a perfect concept. and <laughs> Yeah, basically, if it was, we have the circle of life because too many of you dumb fucks decide to go play yeah, those yeah. tales. <laughs> There's been a lion massacre on Sega. Yeah, it, it's um, true though. You, you lose it, yeah. so many lives. Like mm. I was watching a video from the completionist, and he was like, "Look at this bullshit! Look at this right! Look at this bullshit! It's ridiculous!" Mm. And then you've got the final bit of bullshit at this level, which is the fucking ostrich run. Oh yeah, we've not even gone to that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. The ostrich run was basically there are two points in the game, two points of the level where Simba's riding an ostrich, and they give you instructions. Whether it's there are three instructions of up, down, up, up. So up basically means you have to time your jump and then jump. Down means you duck. And up, up means you have to do a double jump. But if you time the double jump wrong, you die. And mm. again, it's all instant death bollocks. Yeah. But what pissed me off with the double jump was it wasn't double. Basically, you had to make sure you went through. The ostrich had to go through. And if the ostrich doesn't make it through, you die. It's like, what fucking bullshit's this? And you can't even see the, like, if you, when you jump, if you have to do the double jump, you can't even see the ostrich. So you've got no idea as to whether or not you've made it until you yeah, come back down again. Until you come back down. And sometimes yeah. you think you've made it and then Simba something like collapses midair. Yeah. And then it's like, what yeah. the, why, why are you collapsing? Are you like the, bonded with it? The instructions only came up the first time though. The second time they didn't. The second so, time, yeah. Second time it was fucking, you better slightly different to, to be, Yeah, to begin with, the sequence is the same. I think it's up, down, up. Then it changes where you think it's going to be up, up. It, it's longer and it's slightly different. So yeah. unless you're really on it, like you're in the zone, then your likelihood is you're going to lose, you're going to have your head taken off at least one more time. Yeah. You have to recognise. Basically, yeah. I hope you memorise what those pat, what the not the pattern. It was like I hope you remember what freaking what you're time looking to for. Jump. The little cue. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. This is a fucking kids game. You fucking evil yeah, motherfuckers. I well, I, yeah. It, I feel like we almost go on the same journey as Simba. Like you go from a boy to a man by the end of this what game. Do <laughs> definitely definitely swearing like one by the oh, end. But I definitely think this game accelerated my swearing vocab. Yeah. I, you know, I was nearly swear. I think I said that on an early pod, but um, this definitely got me there quicker and the amount of times I remember my parents shouting up and around one more and you would turn it off <laughs> I remember that one more and you go to yeah, bed yeah, yeah. so you had so you survived this level Just, and then you yeah. then you go to the boneyard now mm. the best thing to describe the boneyard level because it it goes back to the platforming levels and the things to yeah. dodge the only thing it makes this level really hard is the fact you have to fight multiple hyenas at mm. once and that's what makes one is not a problem, but two at once. And then at 1.3 at once mm. is difficult because the only way Simba can actually fight them is jumping on them when they're kind of like in a rest state. Could, yeah. And Simba can't slap, his roar does nothing. Mm. So you basically got to time it so you're not getting bombarded. And that's hard. Like two mm. is hard. 
three is just no, stupid. impossible. Stupid. Um, I can't remember. Do you get you know when you get hit and you kind of you you the you know Simba blinks in and out for a second. Mm. You know, I suppose it's like very his invincibility short. frame. Yeah, how long does that last before you're Nothing. back in? Barely Not, anything. Oh, right. Barely, yeah, his so... invincibility frame is barely anything. So don't yeah. just think, oh, I'll take a hit and go after him. Yeah, yeah, and I'll just use it. Yeah. Because mm. in, in the, the first, on the first level, there's a really easy way to beat the hyena. You just wait for him to come down, get to the other, get to the, the end where he's just come down from, and he'll knacker himself up pretty quickly and you just pop down and, and bop him on the head. And it's pretty much done deal, isn't it? Yeah. Did you not... play it? Would you play it on what, what difficulty did you play it on? Oh, standard, standard difficulty. So, so, so his two bops in the head would knock him over, wouldn't it? A hyena. Yeah. 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 So if you're difficult, it was, th- I think, three, which, you know, th- three times three hyenas when you've not got that much. You may, you've maybe gotten one life extension bug by that point, maybe two if, because, if, you know, in the bug, the bug, the in, little mini games between levels, mm-hmm. can you collect health improvement no. in, in those? Or is it just for no, fun? just lives and continues. Or continues in lives, yeah. yeah. So that's the only that's the that's the only hard bit of that level, um, and then you go on to the stampede, which we 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 touched on before, which is great. Mm. It's basically Simba's mm. in the middle, Simba's in the screen. He's running away, running towards you, and the and the wildebeest are basically coming towards you. All different yeah. rates, all different yeah. patterns, and then there's rocks to jump with. However, I knew a little trick with this one, so I had oh, no really? problem with it. Basically, okay. stick to the left of the screen. All right, yeah. just stick to the left, and then basically you just time your jump when the wildebeest comes to that side, and you can easily just jump over it. And it's like ah, don't, so you don't have to worry about anything else. Well, no rocks or anything. There are rocks, but again, it's like you've you've got enough just health. Just time your jump. Yeah, just stick to the left, and you are all right. So yeah, I was like, woo! No, I was so like you, that. So much easier. No time off your life shaved off from that level. Then again, it's if if once you get to. Like, well, if you're playing it normally, it's learned you have to learn the pattern eventually because mm, it's, yeah, the pattern yeah, remains yeah, the yeah, same yeah. of how they're coming. So you can you can learn yeah. it that way. So eventually yeah. as kids we did. So that was yeah. that was a good level that. Great, um, great. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think if, if you look look at the like the pattern established on the first four levels, you would be you wouldn't be, you know, accused of being stupid for thinking that we're gonna get a platformer level, then something different, and a platform level and something different throughout the game. But that was the last level of variation wasn't it a real big variation yeah yeah the rest the rest are pretty platformy after that weren't they they're all platformy but they have yeah. their own little unique things about them which yeah they do fun. yeah you're like um yeah no you're right like the and i think each and this is the case of most platforms obviously but i think lion king did a really good but devilish job of adding an extra layer of complexity with every level so oh elephant graveyard i think introduced those those diagonal holds we had to jump up diagonally or was yeah. that um simba's exile the one after stamp that's I can't the one, remember. next one yeah that's the next one so they're, they're different little bits added every level didn't they yeah um, to make it that bit harder on what was already a hard game so simba running away was the next level and yeah basically mm. you were jumping from you could like hang from side to side yeah the more yeah. hyenas and they added yeah. vultures in it's yeah. like just to burn it so and that level was hard again hyenas vultures at the same time yeah. horrible enemy placement they were freaking everywhere yeah. and did like, you have um they also introduced the thought because the thorns on this level didn't they, they on did, that bottom yes, layer so, and, if, and that was an instant death as well wasn't it no thorns the thorn. weren't oh, wasn't it thorn, no, no. Oh, no, 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 you're right. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of got the the invisibility frame again, didn't you? For a there was a geyser. Second. 
because they they got you used to the like idea of jumping from side to side like yeah. hanging from side to side and there was a point where you had to basically do it as quick as possible because a guy's just starts coming up oh, and that, yeah, is, and you're that right. is an yeah. instant death yeah. so yeah. many instant deaths yeah um, it, again, so just... many the, li- the lice. What is the age recommendation on the Lion King? I'd be interested oh, to know. <laughs> should have adults, basically. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. So yeah. you had that level. Then it was a Kuna Matata. And great level. Great level. That, that's the level I wanted after Stampede. You know, the, the adrenaline and the stress of Stampede. I want a nice little mosey around Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Best song on the fucking movie. I want a nice little calm down level after that. Simba's eggs are, like you say, stressful, terrible yeah. new placements, tricky. Yeah, Hakuna Matata is, the, is a lovely level. I know it's tough in its own right with Again, the, yeah, it's the logs and the waterfalls off. and things like that. But So what yeah. the, uh, this introduced, like the colours were great, and but introduced yeah. you to um, basically a point where you have to go up a waterfall and there are loads of logs falling down and the logs are coming down at different rates and speed. So you have to try and get the right logs. And there was always two logs where you could kind of, as soon as you jumped on one, you can jump on the second one immediately mm-hmm. above it. Mm-hmm. But if you get the, the timings wrong, you can just, you're just basically going down, down, you down, plummet. yeah, into the water. In, and again, instant death. Instant death. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then they had like a little box. Circle character. of life, mate. Is this circle of life? Yeah. Circle of life. Yeah. This, this lion cubs drown now. <laughs> Where's yeah. the, the the lion graveyard right next door to the elephant graveyard? Frickin that's what it is. De- yeah, yeah, one of those like um, developers' little safe zones that you don't get to see in the game. Well, like that, GTA Three. It's where Mufasa says wherever the light touches because he doesn't yeah. want you going anywhere near the lion graveyard. <laughs> all his fucking spawn. Why is there only there one? Your, they're all your brothers and sisters. Yeah. Well, I know you you want some you want some things that are messed up. Male lions, here we go. So basically if only if only the, the dominant male mates, then what relationship yeah. is Nala to Simba? Oh yeah. Oh, oh no. They didn't take that one through, did they? Oh no. <laughs> fucked his sister. He fucked his sister. Oh no, you've ruined the Lion King for now. I never I literally had never thought of that in thirty years of the Lion King or however mm-hmm. long it's been. I've he really just ruined it all like the games i ruined the game for myself and you've now ruined the film for me thank you so with a kumatata we also had a boss which is a monkey yeah the gorilla yeah it was a gorilla and basically this gorilla you went anywhere near him the bitch would just go yeah you just bitch slap you and like okay so you had to basically jump you had to stay distance and he'd start throwing things at Mm. you and after so many he would then slam the ground and that was your opportunity to jump on him and this ha- repeated itself until he basically killed himself. And that was the end of the level then. Um, but that was a dick because, again, you've got to get your timing right. You can't go anywhere near him because he'll lash out. It's like you're a twat. He, he lobs co- doesn't he lob coconuts He's as well? Coconuts and you have to dodge them, which, which was yeah, easy enough you, to do. Yeah, then he loses his patience and smashes the ground, doesn't he? Then he gets his knackered for a minute. You can bop him like he can yeah. So you yeah. do that and that's the end yeah. of the Kudamatata level. Yeah. And then... I did, I did like the... I mean, most levels had some sort of bot or mini boss, didn't they? I mean, a couple, maybe it's, it's Simba's Exile didn't. You no, it's the hyenas. The hyenas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Once you've done a Kunimatata, I said, we're going through all the levels because you have to with this game. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. Then you become adult Simba. Uh, you just go. Which is a Woof. lovely surprise, I thought. Like, you're so fatigued by these really tricky levels as kid Simba with. 
hardly anything in your in your army apart from a pussy little roar. Yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden you're big boy Simba, and it's like get in there. And, and big and you've boy got all these, a, yeah, and you've awesome. got this whole arsenal of, of you know, you've got your basically your massive frame to do what you want. Yeah, and you can basically like well, it, there's like attack buttons where you can basically scratch them, but the sound yeah. effect sounds like you're bitch slapping everybody. Yeah, and and there they go, they fight that monkey. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it sounds yeah. like. He's bitch slapping everyone, which yeah. I loved. And he started fighting like cheaters or jaguars. They they yeah. started coming yeah, in. Yeah, not quite sure what they were. What what were they? they, I, looked, they I, looked... I said I thought they were jaguars. Maybe maybe they are all of the inbred lionesses that didn't make it to the pride <laughs> lands. Ruining Lion King once. Well, well might time. as well go all the way. Now you've now you've um, gone halfway there. Might as well take it all the way. Yeah, you may as well. Now, the first level was just basically getting used to it wasn't too difficult. It was just getting mm. used to adult Simba and his yeah. how he moved, his mechanics. And then they went to a lava level. Um now I'll this be was prepared. Be, this was cut from the film. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. It, um I think part of the environment, I think, is where um Scar sings the song. And it is it's a great song. It's a mm. you know, relatively famous sequence, but it the, yeah, there's no like floating on little rock platforms to get across lava pools and things like that. I think this is another example of that, you know, disparity between the developers, what they wanted and what they needed versus what Disney wanted to put in. Well, yeah, um, they, they but again, wanted, really they tricky. Wanted to put it in. They wanted to put it, I think it got cut from the film. I would have loved to see that in the film. Mm. What what scene was that meant to be? Wait, yeah, yeah. The center of the fucking earth because lava yeah. suddenly appeared. Bullshit. Shortcut back to the Pride Lands. Fucking amount of lava in this level is bullshit. Yeah. I'm just like, but, no. Yeah. Where's he wandering in? Where's he wandering in from Africa to suddenly go to the fucking center of the earth? <laughs> fucking joke. And you had floating lot. You had to float across lava. You had lava mm. dripping from the ceiling. I was like, this is mm. fucking bullshit. You had to jump and slap bats. Because you couldn't just hit them from your little raft. You had to jump and hit them because they'd fucking knock you into lava. And guess fucking what? It's an instant fucking kill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, instant death and lava do kind of go together, don't they? A well, bit. that makes sense. But then yeah. later on, you had exploding pits. And oh, there yeah. was bits where the end of level where you had to basically there were like five platforms where you had to jump from one to each one. And where eventually they would get covered up by a rock. They would get covered up by a, basically a big rock. And if they hit you, the big rock, that's instant death. It's like, fuck me. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it kind of gets to a point where there's not actually any any benefit gaining extra health, is there? Because Ooh. it all just gets wiped out. Fucking ridiculous. And you've got dodging. Yeah. Oh, honestly, that, that level, you're dodging rocks. And what made it eventually, right? So all five of these lava pits get covered with a platform. Mm. And you're like, okay, mm. what do I do now? And suddenly you just jump on the end one. And Simba gets fired up. I was like, okay, that makes that makes sense. <laughs> Bullshit. When this fucking happy in the fucking movie, I was like, ridiculous. I was like, just calm down. And then it, it just... went to a maze level. Oh, um, Simba's return, where he's yeah. making his way back. Yeah, yeah. And there's loads of high again, another hyena fest, isn't it's it? It's absolute hyena yeah. fest. And you can't just suddenly go, oh, I've gone the wrong way here. I'll go back on a little hole and go back. No, you've got to clear the level of hyenas before you can go back in the hole. I wish, I, not quite, yeah, not quite sure. I was like, about that. Oh, no, because I've, I've, I, I played it. I, no, I, no, no, no. I'm saying I it, was I, like, it, yeah. you are taking the piss. I was like, is yeah, that well, that's it. it. That's what I mean. I was like, is there a hyena bodyguard yeah. saying, nope? No, no, <laughs> go kill all my peers, then I'll let you back in. Why can't I just go back in the hole? 
fucking bollocks. And there's a, so many hyenas. Yeah. But by, by this by this point, you're so because like, can is there a code mech system where you, you do you have to did you have to basically for the whole game all yes. the way through? You had there's to no the codes. Yeah, there there's wasn't no was there. codes. You had to do the whole so, game. At this at this point, you're sat in your chair rocking back and forth, aren't you? Like if you've gotten this far, you've done first of all, you've done fucking well. Mm-hmm. But you're, you know, I'm sure there are some people that are much more zen playing these sorts of games than me and you. But um, I don't know if I got to that point, my nerves were shredded because there's so much, so many things that you've got to remember that, oh, this happened in the last level. Yeah. You know, whether it be the, you know, the precision in your jumps or what happens when certain things fly across and all mm-hmm. that, you know, all of the risks, all of the, the dangers. That just gets piled on, added to level by level. So you've got all that to contend with. Then, you know, the, the stuff that comes after that. So again, like say hyena fest, you have to not kill, kill them all to progress. My nerves are shredded at this point, and there's yep. still got a couple of levels to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm it, wondering why I bothered going back to it. <laughs> I think it's that sense of it was because it was had fun music, it was colourful, oh, yeah. just enticed you in. If it was a if it was a gringy, dumb horrible color horrible music we wouldn't play it yeah. but no 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 it's it's the you know you're clinging or you're clinging on to actually this was a good film yeah <laughs> let's you, just try and make it through the yeah let, let's just do it but and but, then, but on on that note the satisfaction when you do do a level it is oh, immense isn't it, it when you do a, get to the next level you it's are sensational. just it's sensational disproportionately chuffed yeah because you've got the final level where you fight scar from the off and basically you're kind of you fight him at certain periods where he buggers mm. off. And the the thing they introduced here was the lightning would suddenly hit the floor and make, make fire. Yeah. And that was a dick. So you had that to deal with for your platforming. But fighting enemies wasn't that much of a problem until eventually you get to the top. And basically you have to flip, you have to fight Scott on the top of pri- well, a big rock thing. But what it doesn't tell you is that you've got to recreate the film and flip him off. Not not flipping the bird. You had to actually like give him a somersault over behind you into the flames. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the problem was, it was yet the, the in, if you hadn't seen the film, you had no idea you had to do that. And then you, if you had seen the film, you have to remember you have to do that mm-hmm. because they don't tell you. Otherwise, it's just one big never-ending bitch. Yeah, slap you t- fest, it's a never-ending it? bitch slap fest, and you're like, why isn't he dying? Why isn't he dying? It's like, it's like Tifa and Scarlet on the edge of the cannon, isn't it? Just forever. <laughs> It's <laughs> literally not happening. It is literally constantly. Literally nothing is going to end. And but even on, the, I mean, you, on the main menu, you go to controls, and it doesn't even tell you about throw on that, does it? You've no, got like it doesn't. Um, it doesn't. The guy slash and more. Oh, in the guy book, apparently it does. And so, yeah. if you are playing this, everybody, you want to go back to it. Mm. It was the, it was the mall button. So you had to press more and backwards. That's the button. Don't press slash and backwards. Press more and backwards when he's panting. That's how you do it. Because otherwise, mm. it's in the guidebook. It's in the instruction manual, sorry. But yeah, if you, the game doesn't tell you normally. But eventually when you do that, it's done. It is over. So I messaged you straight away. as soon, I was in bed. I, yeah. I yeah. messaged him straight away. I was like, there, you bastard. It's done. Finished. I read that I could, you know, when you can hear a message sometimes, I, I could, I could, <laughs> yeah, the satisfaction and the relief that it was done. I got all of that in your message. Yeah. So don't worry about that. But the thing is that like, look, I like hard games. 
I do. I like hard games. And okay, if when it comes to the, the, the Soul series, I like that because it's fair. Sometimes I feel this game is unfair with its hitbox detection. Um, and it's with essentially, and a lot of that to do with the swinging because the swinging in this game is so unforgiving. Mm. And it's so if you get it wrong, you're dead. That's what's like, wow, this is unforgiving as anything. But everything else, like the you could say about the, um, what is it, the log level, or the Kunimatata, we go to the logs. That's fine. You know, it's hard, makes sense. You know, the, eventually it becomes memory where a lot of the enemy placement is and mm-hmm. where a lot of the um, things you have to jump are. I don't like the amount of hyenas. I think that's still a problem. I think that's an absolute dick to deal with. I think that's harsh, especially when you've got limited lives and continues. Although you can get more through the mini games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But they are, they're relative. you have to be very good at the mini games to, to earn a decent amount. And what I'd forgotten is there are certain bugs that end the, you know, it is not just a case of them dropping to the ground and that's the end of the yeah. mini game. You can eat the wrong bugs, can't you? Yeah. So you and that to, completely draws to a close as well. And draws to a close because you use yeah. Timon and Pumbaa, which is great. Mm. Timon and Pumbaa, you get, you get to use them. Basically, they're your, we need lives, we need continues. As much. It's the Timon one you want. The Timon yeah. one is the best one because that's the one where you can basically get lives, continues, loads. It's a little of mini level, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But then there are a lot of Black Widows on, the, on that there level are, where you need to dodge, yeah. You dodge the Black Widows or it's over, but you can easily get two continues and two lives through so essentially like what is that eight lives if you yeah. do it correctly with Timon, yeah. which in this sort of game freaking you need, ridiculous yeah. you and need it quite quite a nice touch as well to bring timon and pumba because you know it wouldn't be the same game where you're not to see and, and get to interact with them at least a bit because obviously they don't turn up in the proper levels themselves and because they're such a duo in their own right it probably feels right to use them in that way so it was yeah. quite nice to it get to control them and, and even if it's just for a mess around but Timon, literally like a little mini level getting to um, collect the bugs and all that sort of stuff is a nice little touch, I thought. And very brief respite from, like we said, a very stressful game. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Again, it's a hard game. And I I always laugh when I listen to, you know, the show this is influenced off. Remember the game when he Adam, the shit presenter, keeps saying, oh, I keep getting asked to play the Lion King and I can't wait for him to play it because I want to see him rage because he will. Because this game is freaking hard. I think it was one of the hardest games of our generation. I mm. I think it is one of those where a lot of people who play who play it now, who never played it before, especially like not maybe our generation, but in the next generation, they'll be like, fuck this. It's too hard. We're not no yeah. why should we well, play again, it? too hard, too stress, too stressful. And you know, as thirty four, I don't I don't need it, quite frankly. Yeah, I do I don't need the stress. <laughs> I don't need yeah, to. But even with like games like Dark Souls, you can die, but you go back to your previous, you know, the bonfire and mm. basically do as many times as you want. This is limited lives. There's not many checkpoints. This is mm. limited continues. And then, t- sorry, start again. It's like, yeah, it's ruthless. It mm. is absolutely ruthless. But again, it's one of them when you finish it, you feel like an absolute god. You just want to makes you want to put on the actual soundtrack on full blast, doesn't it? And just sit back in your chair oh, and just bask in that final song. Just, just put like, um, what was it, the Circle of Life, and you can yeah, just yeah. put that on, put a bit of Elton on as loud as possible, yeah. and just look at all the dead cubs around you. <laughs> so yeah, it 
it is hard. Although I I um, found out, I didn't know this. There's actually a code you can use to play the game upside down. What? <laughs> As like, if it's not hard enough. As if it's not hard fucking enough. Play the game upside what developer down. developer has sat there in his little office at, what, 11, 12 o'clock at night and thought, how, can, how can I be an even bigger dick than I've already been? How can I make <laughs> New Game Plus? Here we yeah. go. Well, yeah, New Game Plus. Yeah, I think that if they're going to, you know, if there's a, any chance of them going back and a mod or a hack or something like New Game Plus, adult sim but battering the monkeys on level two is, is my request. The thing is, you know, we were saying about like, oh, youngsters won't play this game. They did release Aladdin and Lion King as a dual pack. Yeah, is it on Switch. Xbox? No, yeah. I don't know about the Xbox. Definitely for the Switch. I've seen it. Yeah, but it's like it's like a full cost for full price game. I'm like, fuck. I suppose they they know full well that the adults are going to play it as well, though, don't they? Well, <laughs> they're like, oh, that looks pretty good. And, oh, and in the end, it's just I the mum or dad getting it and playing it, and the son and daughters have to sit and watch. Fuck, imagine yeah. that, like some grandma buying it. Oh, it's got the Lion King. <laughs> I'll get this. My grandson will love this. You know, like, what the fuck, Gran? And then she's like, play it. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> Fucking play it. I bought yeah. it, you little shit. Does it play any better on them? Uh, so like, like 60 frames per second or anything like that? Are there any like sort of improvements on the original? There must be I some, surely. Unfortunately, could not tell you because I played it on my <laughs> Vita. Um <laughs> So I couldn't tell you, unfortunately, if there's any changes, but I can imagine the rage. I was saying that, do you know what you'd get in that version? You'd get save states. Oh, do you? Of course you do. Yeah, that. I mean, that would be criminal not to include, um, given the, you know, expansive memory and all that sort of stuff. Like, I get it in a way on Sega, um, the no saves, and, and but they could have introduced codes, surely. It will. I think. I think if you introduced save states, like you know, oh, I'll just try again, try again, try again. Mm. I reckon you'd ruin the legacy of this game. Yeah. Oh. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, and and you'll ask me in a bit. I'm sure what I would rate it, and and I won't go into that yet. One, but it would be wrong to downgrade it too much by. No. Oh. Downstairs. I'm doing a podcast. Okay, I'll be up in a minute. Sorry, uh, we'll have to just right. do, that, do that again. The wife was just ringing me. Um, we're ringing That's cool. Oh, everything yeah, all right? Yeah, it's fine. Because um, she's just awake. It was just right. What did we say? He said, I, I know what we're up to. He said, if, 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 if you did put save states in, I think you'd kind of ruin the legacy of this game because the, the difficulty and the limited lives yeah. is what makes it harder. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, what have we said for the last 45 minutes or so? We have bemoaned its difficulty and... But it, there's a weird drug there, isn't there? It keep, yeah. you, you keep going back to it as as much as it absolutely inflames every fiber of our being. We still go back to it and try. And yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It would take the edge off, um, and you wouldn't think back on it with, you know, equal fondness and you know, absolute hate at the same time. No, I, I guess. So no, I think you're absolutely right. One hundred percent. I think you, if you could have save states. And just basically, oh, I fell off the lock. I'll just do it straight again without yeah. any consequence. This game yeah. would not hit mm. near as much. You need to, I think if you want to play this game proper, you need, it's like Dungeon, um, Goblin, Ghouls and Goblins. Is it Ghosts and Goblins? If you want, you need to play that without save states to really appreciate how, mag I'm going to say magnificent yeah. this game is because I did, yeah. I do like it. So have you got much more to say on it? Um, 
I get we've 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 talked the difficulty and and you know the game itself to, to you know a good extent. I think I think just I think the thing for its time, we've already talked a little bit about how it was a very good representation of the film and kind of how it looked, all the you know the colorways, all that sort of stuff, and and the artwork, how it was all put together. I think um, at the animation, you, you see that Simba was animated superbly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. Um, and what I thought was really nice was the completely different animation set for Simba as a, as a cub and yeah. Simba as an adult yeah. all the way down to, um, you know, when he's clinging onto a ledge to climb oh, up, looks great. climbs up in the same way that Mufasa tries to, yeah, yeah, um, he does. You know, really clambering and muscling up onto the, onto the ledge rather than Simba just kind of hanging on and, and kind of flipping himself up. There's all those little, nice little touches and, and it, you could definitely tell that it was a, a game that developed I think Westwood, I think, with developers that put, you know, had a lot of love for it. It's obviously a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's nineteen ninety four, but at, at the time creating the Lion King game, which was such a global mega hit, it's a huge responsibility. I think they really did do it justice. I think they did. Um, yeah, yeah. Um did when you init- what did you play it on when you initially played it as a kid? Mega Drive. Sega. Mega Drive, so did I. Um because like we said, there are a couple of other ports and I think the SNES artwork Sega had as dithering was the word I was I was dithering over the term and it's actually called dithering, um, the term for the colouring in on on the Sega. I think SNES did a better job of that and it looks slightly better. But I think Sega, in terms of the, um, well, the not the frame rate, but the way that the game kind of scrolled across screen, the parallax effect that was a lot better on Sega. So I, I I would say in terms of sort of playability, we would marginally have had the better experience than had we have played it on SNES. I think, but um, yeah, I, I, you know that you hit it on the nail on the head a minute ago when you talked about the save state piece and, and whether or not that would have given the game the same level of satisfaction on completion. Um, and I know you'll ask me in a minute kind of what I would rate it. Mm. And I, I think it would be incredibly unfair to um, downgrade it, you know, uh, by much at all, just because it was a fucking difficult game. No, that's, not, you know, I... that's me. That's, that's on me for not being good enough to... <laughs> get through it to a, a, a rate. So, um, I'll, I'd, I'd still, I think it, I think it definitely, um, holds its own today as well, mm-hmm. given we all know what it, what it's all about. We know it's a game built and released 30 odd years ago, but there is this unique charm. I think Lion King has that legacy, as you say, and I'm sure, you know, had you have had one of your other regulars on to talk about this, we'd, they'd probably have a very similar conversation that all you need to do is mention. Oh, I dreamed the Lion King on the Sega, and they go, "Oh fuck me, what yeah, a of a game that was!" Yeah, yeah. So there's not many games that do that, I don't think. Um, and I think it's an amazing representation of Lion King for all of the annoying and, frankly, insanity-driving elements of it. Still a great game. It's got all of the great bits of the Lion King, the soundtrack, all that sort of stuff as well. And um, so I, I'd, I'd, what would I say? I'd give it, I'd, I'd give it an eight. Yeah, begrudging, I, begrudging eight. I'm the same. I would give it an eight, and the only reason why I don't give it like any higher is just because sometimes with the swinging, the hit boxes are off, and yeah, yeah. that. Apart from that, it's a, it's an eight. It's a solid eight. It yeah. holds up. It's part of my childhood, basically, to say this is what real gaming is, uh, and the difficulty of it. So yeah, eight for yeah. me. And I think if you want a challenge, as I said, play it. If anyone listening, if you ever want a challenge, play this. Do not use save states because you won't get the full gravitar of it all and um, mm. you understand how difficult this game is but yeah what completing it is a sense is you should they should send you a badge of honor in the post yeah it's a, a rite of passage there you go yeah yeah 
Well, sir, it's been a pleasure as always covering. And finally, you bring me a game I like. Thank you. Yes, I've, yeah, yeah. It's um, I've, I've previous weeks steeled myself for the odd attack, but I think we've been quite consistent in our thoughts on this one. It's been nice. Have it's been lovely. Yeah. Well, I've got to now go because what we didn't edit, I've had to edit out a phone call because um, the wife's like the baby's up, <laughs> come get her. <laughs> so, Mister Coles, I am off. It's been a pleasure to see you, and I will see you again next time. Likewise, have a good one, Danny. See you Bye. later. See you, mate. Ta- and that was The Lion King. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I've really appreciated it. Thank you once again, Mr. Daniel Cole, for coming on. I love having you on. I can't wait till you come back on next time. Until then, I will see everyone next week, and you all take care of yourself. My name's been Daniel Carroll. Bye-bye. <laughs>